You're listening to Uprising, the Rebuilt Student Podcast. Youth ministry isn't easy, and you don't have much time. That's why this is a car ride's worth of content to help you reimagine, revive, and rebuild youth ministry. Hey everyone, welcome to Uprising, the Rebuilt Student Podcast. I'm Allie, your host, and I'm joined today by Kelly and Daniel. Together, we make up the student ministry team at Church of the Nativity in Timonium, Maryland. This podcast is for all the youth ministers and volunteers, the youth workers out there that are pouring their hearts and souls into the next generation. We know it's not an easy job, and we know you guys are busy. We're busy too. So our goal in this podcast is to give you some useful content, ideas, and encouragement that will just take 15 minutes of your day. That's about the time you take for a trip to the grocery store or to and from drop-off at your kids' schools, right? A car ride's worth of content. That's what we're going to give you today. So let's jump in. As I said, I'm joined by Kelly and Daniel. Hi, guys. How are you? Hey, Allie. How's it going? Good, good. So I want to know, what are you guys loving right now? Well, I love these um, these waters. They're called Hint. I, I've seen you drinking those. Just yes. normal what water, except they? it has this little hint of some flavor at the end. They have one that's a mint one, and you can't even find it in stores. You have to special order it, but it's like a Ew. Thin Mint Oreo. It's so Ew. good. Ew. Water Oreo, that thin tastes mint. like a Thin Mint? Yeah, Just that's... a hint. Just a hint. It's I'm so not, good. I'm not down with that. Hence the name. I get it now. I am loving my deck right now behind my house mm. because I have a little birdhouse, and there are three baby birds, and the mama bird feeds them like all day long. No matter when I go out there, she's feeding them, and I can see one of them like getting closer and closer like sticking its head out looking around like i think i'm gonna see it take its first flight that's what i'm loving right now what are you loving allie i i'm loving european history i just got back from a trip to scotland with my whole family and we toured castles where mary queen of scots lived like so cool i love the queen on netflix so i'm just totally into that european history right now i'm being a little bit european history wow Yeah, being a little bit of a nerd here Well, we have learned a lot over the years from our friends at Orange. Orange is an organization of church leaders that are devoted to reaching the next generation, our teens and our kids. And Orange has led the way in youth ministry. And we at Nativity are using many of their principles in our Catholic setting. And one of those areas is a principle called Lead Small. And Kelly here is our resident expert at Lead Mm. Small, but we all work towards this within our student ministry here. And what does it really mean to lead small? Well, so so Orange has this book. It's called Lead Small. So you can buy the book. And all the content that we're presenting today is coming from that book. But it's so good, we can't help but talk about it. Um, We apply it to our Catholic setting. But what it means to lead small is just to have have an influence over a small number of teenagers and invest in them in what we call a small group rather than um, the program set up being like a large group situation, which, you know, a lot of youth ministries I've been a part of just have a big large group portion and don't have a small group portion. And they've been great programs, but we think that um, investing in the lives of a few students will really influence their faith um, in, a, in a bigger way. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what's our why here? What's our why do we do this? You know, we know what it is. You lead small, but why would we do it? Well, you can affect a small number of people. So Jesus had this large number of people who followed him. He would preach to the crowds, but when he had conversations, it was with a small number of 
his followers. And even within that, he had the apostles. He had a dozen people, small group. But he also had these three that he particularly poured into. And so we really believe that you can really only affect the lives of a few people, each individual leader. So the more that you pour into those people, uh, the greater your impact. So you actually have more impact by leading small than you, than you will by leading the large, large group. Yeah. And a second reason to lead small is that these teenagers are, are, you know, they're coming in our doors and a lot of times their parents are, are dropping them off and maybe not doing a, a ton of, um, faith at home. And so kids just, these kids may never know God unless they first know someone who loves God, someone who can show them what God is like. And that's what we hope that an adult small group leader. So, so you have these small groups of students and they are led by adults and hopefully those are are faithful adults. And so if those adults can invest in the lives of a few students then they can encourage an authentic faith. So that's another reason to lead small. And finally, uh, the third reason that we think leading small is so important is that a high percentage of our students will cite small groups as the reason that they love coming here. And so, um, I don't think I've ever, have you guys ever heard a student say, I love coming because of the pizza or (laughs) I love coming because of the message that you give or the worship music, all great things, nothing that we're going to get rid of. We love all of those portions of our program and they're important. They lead us to small group, right? In a, in a very intentional way. But the reason teenagers love coming is just because they love their small group. They love that time. They like that they have different friends in their small group than they have at school. And they like their small group leader because this person, this adult is giving them um, the kind of attention and safe place that they need. Yeah, absolutely. We're lucky enough at Nativity to have seen the fruit of this. You know, this isn't just something we've read or believe in or want to try. We're telling you guys about this stuff because we've seen it and we've done it and we truly believe in it. So for the people out there who don't yet have a small group program set up, though, in their youth ministry, tell us a little about what it looks like. How do you really get them set up? Well, I mean, if you don't have small groups yet, it's it's pretty easy to divide your students up, whether you have 20 or 30 um, even if you have 10 students coming, you can you can assign them to a small group in a gender-specific way. So you could separate the boys and the girls, which seems to be really important. And I know boys and girls love to be together, <laughs> but they can be together during the large group or the, the large group time of your program. And so we, um, we assign about 8 to 12 students to a small group. We invite and recruit leaders, one or two leaders per group. We ideally would love to have two adult leaders per group. Um, That way, if somebody needs to miss or something like that, um, you have a backup. And also there's different personalities. And if we can, we try to put together a really outgoing leader and then maybe like an introverted leader because kids are drawn to different personalities. And we'll talk a little bit more in a future podcast about how to recruit those leaders. Um, So recruit some leaders, assign your students to a group um, in a gender specific way, try to give them a private place to meet if possible, even if it's just a corner where they um, feel like they have some privacy. We have classrooms in our church. And so we use the classrooms um, for small group time and then provide the small groups with something to do provide them with some sort of curriculum. We provide them with what we call small group questions, which just lead them through a conversation, um, usually related to the message that we've given. But even if you could just provide a question or two uh, for them to discuss, it would be great. 
Anything else, Daniel? I was just going to add when we, we have small groups, but it's not just having them. It's actually steering everything toward them too. Mm -hmm. So you can have small groups. I've had small groups at other churches where I've worked, but they haven't been as effective, I think, as what we've tried to do here, partly because of the time investment. I think small groups end up being toward the, the end of the program time. So a lot of times if you go over with games and with your message and with everything else, small group mm-hmm. time is the time that shrinks. So you want to make sure that you reserve that time, that there's plenty of it, and that everything that you talk about in the message and the games and everything else, it all leads to that small group time. Have some open-ended questions that you ask even during the message and don't fully answer so that they can talk about those in small group. Right. Yeah. And even when you play games, have the small groups play um, together, put, mm-hmm. ha- have small groups gather and compete against other small groups because all that creates a camaraderie that then transfers to their conversation that they're going to have later. Yeah, and we've seen that happen if we do a little bit different setup of the night and it cuts into small group time, the kids are upset, Every, yeah. the leaders are sad, yeah. everybody is. So we definitely try to protect that time. Um, and being a small group leader is kind of a challenging ministry. I mean, we ask a lot of our small group leaders, a lot of, there's a lot of ministry opportunities at Nativity and a lot of people start out wanting to be a greeter or an EM or help with our parking team. And all of those are so necessary and important parts of our church. But being a small group leader can be a little bit intimidating in a big job. So what do you guys say the ideal job description of a small group leader is? Well, this description comes directly from the lead small book and uh, the and there's five different things that we ask of our small group leaders. And what this does is it tells them exactly what their job is. And then it also gives them some accountability that if we needed to have a conversation in the future, we can say, Hey, remember your job description. Are you doing all five of those things? And so the five things are to just be present. The first one's really simple. Just show up every week. Your commitment is a weekly commitment. Um, we, our program is weekly. So we ask leaders to come every week. Of course, we know that things come up. I mean, people go away, people are sick, that's fine. But we do ask that they um, just show up every week consistently. And we're going to talk a little bit more in our, the next podcast about what this, a little bit more about what this means, be present. Um, but we want leaders to show up physically, but also mentally and emotionally. And that just means to really be prepared and ready for the conversation they're going to have. The second thing we ask is that leaders create a safe place. And what we mean by that is that there's just respect and trust in the small group. And that takes a while to get that going. It takes, it takes some really intentional planning to create a safe place. And um, I don't think we're always successful at it, but uh, most of our leaders are, and we try to help them there. Number three, the third thing we ask of our small group leaders is that they partner with parents. <clears throat> Again, we um, don't do this perfectly. Allie, we worked on this a lot this year. We actually had a really good plan for it. We, we didn't did, execute then, our plan yeah, well. Somehow yeah. it just slipped through the cracks <laughs> there. <laughs> so I think, um, I mean, the first and most easy thing we can do is be just in touch with parents through email. Um, we ask leaders to be in touch with them through email, and then we provide mm-hmm. the... Um, we pro- what do we provide, Daniel? The parent queue. Yes, thank you. Parent queue. And then we have an email that we send out, but we keep it as brief as we can. It's called the Student Ministry Minute. And it just goes out um, every series because we, we use series, um, topical series. So 
Uh, it's 150 words or less. takes them a minute or less to read. Nice. Okay. So that's a way to partner with parents. There are other ways too. We invite them here a couple nights of the year, and we'll talk more about that in a future podcast as well. Um, number four, we ask small group leaders to take care of themselves, take care of their own faith and health because they can't really pour into a group of students if they aren't um, growing in their own faith. And so um, that is, uh, we, there's different ways that they can do that, but we, we hope that our adult leaders are in their own small group and an adult small group. And then, um, obviously we hope that they're going to mass every week and we offer some other programs here that where they can continue to grow in their faith. And if they're not, we, we do ask them to step out, not, not as a first reaction, but we, we had a few of those this year yeah. where, we just said, hey, I if don't they're think not it's the right time. Healthy, not like yeah. if they're not in a small group or not going to mass. Right. We don't track that or anything. But yeah, if mm-hmm. they're not, if if we get wind of the fact that they're not healthy emotionally, we had to do that a couple of times this year. It was difficult. Um, and then finally, mobilize ministry for teens. That's the, their fifth job description as a small group leader, which just means that. Um, we don't want the teen's faith to rise and fall on this small group leader. And so we um, try to, with this one, we haven't been perfect at either, um, but we try to um, ask our leaders to move teens out. like to, And what that means is just to move them into ministry or to prepare them for their faith when they leave our program. We, we know that their faith cannot rise and fall on our program, which is called Uprising. And so we need to prepare them for that. Yep, absolutely. There you have it. Those are the five job descriptions of a small group leader that leads small. Now, something we love to do here at Nativity is talk about our wins. Every Monday, we have a meeting as a staff. We get together and talk about the weekend and how we saw God at work and the fruit of him in our day and people that we met here at Nativity. So I want to know what's a win? What does a win look like when it comes to leading small? Well, we just graduated a group of seniors recently and they had the same leader for seven years. And another one of their leaders was with them for almost all their high school time together. So that's really our goal is to have small group leaders who are consistent, showing up with them each week and are with them for a duration of time. So this leader, um, Debbie, is uh, not a typical, I don't think you'd pick her out of a crowd and say, oh, she's going to be an amazing small group leader, but she is. Um, because she's so consistent. She sends them this text message every week. She kind of loves sending. It's a novel. Um, <laughs> it takes a few minutes to read, but she types it out and sends them this text message. And she's going to continue to do that even after graduation. She knows every girl that's been in their group, um, even if they're not coming mm-hmm. every week anymore. And we'll just continue to pour into them even after they've graduated. She got them all gifts. She made them this video of all their times together, all the pictures that she had from (laughs) their youth, youth ministry years together. So that really was such a huge win. And for everybody to see that, um, relationship that she had at the end of the year was amazing too. Yeah. We love Debbie and we love leaders like that, that are just leading small. It's totally a win. Well, thank you all for joining us today on Uprising. We love you all very much. Join us next time. As Kelly said, we'll be talking about that first lead small principle to be present.